Welcome in to another new podcast from Codings Pro Magazine. As always, I'm your host, Ben DuBose, news editor with the AMP Publications team. Today, I'm joined by Alex Cohea, CEO of Gordal Graphene. He's going to be helping us discuss some of the innovative work their company's doing with graphene in industries such as coatings, concrete, elastomers, polymers, lubricants, you name it. This Brazilian nanotechnology company specializes in advanced graphene-enhanced materials for industrial applications. Recently, they've also announced the commercial availability of two new additives that were specially formulated for waterborne paints and coatings. These additives deliver strong coverage, durability, while also minimizing environmental impacts. This can reduce or eliminate the need for some traditional manufacturing input, as well as additives and processes. And then by doing so, you lower the production cost. Alex, thanks so much for taking the time. How are you? Great, great. Thank you, Len, for the introduction and also yeah, having absolutely. the show. Yeah, I'll let you expand upon that a little bit. For anyone that's not familiar with you or Gordal Graphene, just give us a little bit of your history in the industry and what the company's been doing the last couple of years. Great. So again, an honor joining you here and opportunity to speak a little bit. So um, I come from an ambidextrous, let's say, career. So working in different roles in supply chain and, and product development, market development in different industries. Uh, I like to kind of separate the career, let's say, in two phases. The first phase and in basically consumer goods and apparel, kind of honing these skills. But in the past 10 years, I've been working on several entrepreneurship projects. So basically uh, how to bring advanced materials, new materials to the market um, and working within large corporations. So basically how to build spin-offs or, or new business ventures uh, from these new materials to really bring them quickly to the industry, right? So uh, the past, since 2020, I'm working in Gerdau, as you mentioned. So, so for the folks who don't know, Gerdau, Gerdau was one of the largest steel producers in the Americas. Uh, it's a Brazilian-based company, but we have uh, operations anywhere from Canada all the way down to Argentina, so in all the countries in the region. Uh, most of the operations are in the U.S. and Brazil, so also a large uh, say footprint in North America. Uh, it's a company which has 120 years, uh, over 120 years of tradition, right? And recently, we've been really looking uh, on advanced materials. So, so basically, in, in uh, in the midst of the pandemic in 2020, we started looking at how to grow the company, uh, and we saw we could go so far if you only invested in steel, and we decided to make a whole program called Gerdau Next to invest in adjacent businesses, mm. right? So how to really invest in, in, in new materials. Um, and then within the different uh, investment pieces we had, we were looking in, in advanced materials, uh, how to invest in, in new materials, and that's how Gerdau Graphene was kind of founded, right? So it was a first spin-off from this program. So I've been working as a CEO of, of Gerdau Graphene since then, uh, and basically, we are, as you mentioned, a nanotechnology company, an additive company, uh, basically bringing uh, additives based with graphene or, say, uh, graphitic materials, right, to the to different industries, right, to the coatings industry, one of the largest uh, routes to look into, but also, uh, say, polymers or plastics in general, uh, elastomers, right, and lubricants and, and the cement, cement and cementitious materials. So tell us at a high level about the history of nanomaterials and then specifically graphene for use in the coatings market, because I know it's relatively new. Just talk, if you could, about the origins of this and how it's progressed so far. Okay, for sure. So so the use of nanomaterials in the coatings industry is, is already has a long history. It's very quite uh, common now, let's say, right? So, so your, your binders, right? Your, uh, colloidal compounds already nanometers today, so uh, so you can, you, uh, silica also something quite is used, right? Silver and and titanium mm-hmm. oxide. So it's something that's been used a, a long time now, uh, ready to bring let's say enhanced functionalities. 
But I think what is quite new to the industry or to the not only to the coatings market, but the market overall is the use of, of graphene, right, or graphitic materials, right? So I think mm-hmm. it, uh, carbon black has been used for a while now, but it, uh, say graphene is quite a, a, say a very key premium say material, uh, quite different from carbon black, right? So, so mm-hmm. the history of graphene basically um, until uh, 2004, 20, people found that, that graphene was something quite impossible to achieve, right? It was believed to be some like a kind of a, uh, more of a, a product found in books, not in real life, right? And in 2004, mm. uh, two physicists from, from Manchester University were able to isolate the product, the material, for the first time. That gave them the the, the, no, the Nobel Award for Physics, right? Uh, for a couple of years later, right? And since then, people have been trying to to really put this into to the market, right? So so it's a quite young material, let's say adolescent, let's say a little bit less than 20 years since it was mm-hmm. formed for the first time. Most of the history of graphene in the past years has been how to produce graphene uh, in scale and at a, a reasonable yeah. cost, right? So most of the, the first, let's say, 10 years have been really up to 2017, actually, how to actually bring this to market. So most of the companies were founded on, on technologies of how to produce graphene. And these last, let's say, five years has seen a lot of, let's say, momentum now on how really to do applications with graphene, right? So how do we get really get graphene? Uh, commercially on products, right? And I think the real challenge there is you're talking about a, a material that on one side is extremely uh, flexible, has several different applications, which is, is which mm. is very nice on one side, but really how to really uh, hone it to one specific market, one specific application functionality is always a challenge, right? Uh, and it's a material really that has that really the it has a very very small percentage you add to a product, right? Just so to give you yeah, kind yeah, of a yeah. sense of that, so. Uh, we would say that by the dimension of graphene, a gram of graphene would have the the, the area of a football stadium, right? So, so mm-hmm. I like to, to to comment is you can easily see a gram of product in a, bo- a water bottle or in a, a bucket of paint, but you think about a football stadium inside those products, it's huge, right? So it gives you trouble, right? So basically, you're talking about applying something from 0.01, 0.04. Uh, to half percent of graphene in product, in mass or in products, right? Mm-hmm. Anything above that will actually give you a, a, a down effect, right? So that's probably the so so one of the key challenges which the industry has been facing is how to dose such small levels of material, mm-hmm. uh, but one of the key benefits is with a very small dosage you have a huge gain, right? So it's it's this this really uh, the benefit comes from very small quantities giving you a huge performance gain, a huge mm-hmm. uh, overall product uh, improvement, right? So. So I think talk, talk about the, say the history again. Uh, we see a lot of progress now recently in really having the the industry knowing how to apply it. We see the first products going commercial. Uh, mm-hmm. The end industries, the end clients, see the benefits really of using graphene now on the market. So it's something that's beginning to pick up, and probably in the next five, ten years, we'll see this more and more in our day-to-day lives, right? So. Mm-hmm. What are really the performance improvements on the technical side? I know you've gone into that a bit already, but just explain in layman's terms, if you could, what adding graphene to these coatings can do in terms of their technical performance and why this is worthy of such investment and exploration. Okay, yeah. So so we usually like to to kind of summarize the graphene benefits in five main areas, and I think there are three to four which are very key for for coatings, right? So uh, the first one is graphene is a great uh, component to add protection or durability to materials, right? So graphene Mm -hmm. really is a very good component to add add, uh, an anti-abrasive property, anti-corrosive, anti-fouling property, so overall mechanical protection, which in the end will allow the end product to have a longer durability, right? So it lasts Mm -hmm. longer. 
uh, you're having less usage in a way, or you're having a more sustainable kind of application. That's, that's one key element, right, that Graphene will provide. When you talk about uh, application encodings, really, again, it's a key element. We, we already have products on the market here in Brazil, which Graphene will give you a, a longer lasting coding, mm -hmm. right? So it'll, it'll last longer against abrasion, against kind of other elements. The other one is a, a whole uh, story about down gauging or, or material reduction, right? So we see this in several different applications. Uh, in the case of coding specifically, it has a twist to it that'll really allow you to down gauge uh, harmful substances while you have more sustainable materials in the painting, right? So mm -hmm. uh, just to give you some references of what we've seen and what we're working with here in Brazil and also in the, the US is uh, something like 0.04% of graphene on a concrete will allow you to, re to remove 30% of the cement and 10% of the water of the concrete. So, so you put 0.04% okay. of graphene mass and you have 4% less mass of material of the same resistant concrete, mm -hmm. right? Uh, when you go to, to plastics, we, today we're talking about half percent of graphene will allow you to do 30% of the mass of plastics and packaging. And coding is what we see because of the, the nature of the, the coding. Is, it's a little bit a twist that basically with, well, allow, graphene will allow you to, to not downgauge necessary materials, but really shift materials. So you can have a maintenance product, a protective coating, which is water-based instead of solvent-based. So you can have yeah. a much lower use of heavy metals in, in protective coatings, right? So, uh, for example, we're talking about having the uh, galvanization, a zinc-less galvanization process, right? Mm -hmm. so like how, how can you have the same protection that you'd have with, with more harmful materials by using uh, graphene? So, so again, yeah. it's all about, in this way, not really downgauging, but substituting uh, material basis to more stainless materials, right? Uh, the other, I think, great effect are barrier properties. So graphene is a mm -hmm. huge uh, component to give you an OV protection, uh, thermal protection. So you're talking about really having fire retardant uh, yeah. coatings, right? Um, uh, so basically anti-static paint, so it's a whole barrier protection. Uh, we've already seen this also in the market, uh, special coatings for, say, uh, protective uh, clothing that will give you like a, a protection to bacteria to viruses uh, mm -hmm. several uh, masks or, or, or materials in the, in the north america during the covid were, were done with graphene to really help the protection against the covid virus right mm -hmm. and then finally you can have some special properties right for example graphene is a great material to make conductive inks right so graphene gives you a good connectivity to materials right so 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 i think the 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 key benefit to talk about the coatings industry is, is really this multifunctional aspect of graphene, right? The, if you talk about the coatings market, the main, I think, value position of coatings market is how do you provide protection and aesthetics with the, the mm -hmm. lowest environmental impact possible, right? And if you look into the history of the coatings market, really what's, what's the market is demanding more and more is how do you have multifunctional products and how do you bring more efficiency to, to both the industry itself, right? By having to use less additives, have a better the manufacturing process, but also how do you bring efficiency to the end user by having products that will last longer, products that will have multifunctional aspects. And then and then graphene really can come as an ingredient, as an additive that will provide you these gains, right? It'll give you mm -hmm. one or two functionalities, so you can really substitute different additives. Uh, it is a very sustainable source material, and it can also remove more impactful materials, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And at the same time, it can give you also uh, a boost in the industrial process. So, so it, uh, it's really the beauty of graphene and why it's so disruptive for the, the coding yeah. industry and other industries, of course, right? 
So when we talk about challenges for graphene, one of the things that we've heard a lot over the last decade is about scalability. You yeah. referenced that earlier. How has that improved in recent years and what needs to happen for these graphene technologies within coatings to continue to be um, more scalable to where you're in a better position for widespread adoption? Okay, so I think that the key challenge is you, you don't have the scale today because you don't have the market, right? So I think that the main challenge is the market has to be developed first, and I think then the, the industry will, will follow okay. with scale, right? And then the reason well, that doesn't, hasn't happened is really the whole application story, right? So I think what we see today is basically you have on one side all these new companies which were founded on producing graphene, and, mm -hmm. and their main drive has been producing graphene period right and then they they in a way would wish that the end customer will find a way to apply it, right so so mm -hmm. uh and then we think about graphene again it's it's a very uh, so you can sell this in, in say uh basically powder form or, or liquid mm -hmm. dispersion right so when you look at the powder form for example uh, in a way it's, it's such a fine material that if you were to open a bag of graphene it probably kind of would take a long time to even mm. fall down the floor kind of float so so how can you put that in in, in, the, in the factory right how can you apply 0.05% of a material in a coating line, right? So uh, the challenge has been that uh, the industry has been looking, producing the product per se and not thinking of how to apply it, right? So, uh, and then in the end, the end consumer uh, is it, not going to have the technology of doing the additives, right? So kind of you mm -hmm. have these two sides of the business just waiting the market to kind of happen. Mm -hmm. uh, when we looked at the market in 2020, uh, we, we saw that challenge. That's why we built Graphene really on, on it's a chemical company focused on doing these additives. I think what well, we need more and more companies uh, like ourselves, which are producing additives or solutions which have graphene, uh, a graphene concentrate in a way uh, that allows it to be as plug and play as possible. So, so the mm -hmm. whole challenge is how can you uh, make new families of additives that have graphene on them uh, in a way that I can I can take uh, an additive today from the market with an, a substitute for a graphene additive. Uh, easily in, in industry. So we see this happening now. Uh, we, I think, were the first companies to start doing this on a more commercial level. We see more companies on that movement. So I think that this really should speed up uh, the adoption of the material, right? That's, that's, that's I think. Mm -hmm. And there's and and also a whole challenge chemically there because on one side, graphene is very uh, versatile to be used. But then I think people have to think of, of this as a system, right? I think uh, the industry has to think of graphene as a system and really, how do you build again an additive uh, chemically, which has components that are very um, mm -hmm. well versed for your coating for your end material, but at the same time are really anchoring graphene there to make sure that it's, mm -hmm. it's and homogeneous. So, so again, we have been driving this movement, and we see more and more companies now instead of just producing graphene by itself, producing graphene enhanced materials to, to facilitate the adoption. So I think it's the main mm -hmm. the main challenge in the industry. Uh, on top of that, also there is a whole educational challenge, like with any new material. Uh, many people, I think, have heard of graphene, kind of know what it is, mm -hmm. but if you go to, to product development or R&D uh, teams within uh, large companies or your users, they mm -hmm. still don't have a very uh, in-depth knowledge of what the benefits that can be provided by graphene, how to apply it. So, so I think as the industry itself has to really help uh, say educate these end users and industries of what's the best way of applying graphene, what the benefits can happen. Uh, so again, we see this movement happening more and more, which I think kind of bring the market to a mature level. And once that's done, uh, the, the supply side will follow. I think there is today technology 
uh, well developed enough that we that, that there can be volumes of graphene to buy the market at the right pricing. It just hasn't happened because we still have this mm -hmm. market development part kind of uh, cooking yep. and really picking up speed, right? So that leads perfectly into my next question, which is okay. about the application because at Codings Pro we deal with applicators. We are the yeah. voice of the contractor, and so a large portion of our audience are people who aren't necessarily involved in terms of manufacturing the material, they're involved instead with the end application. Okay. So what are some of the differences when we talk about graphene enhanced coatings in terms of what it means for the end application? Think in terms of you know working windows, application okay. tools, just give us a, an example or two of how, you know, or the criteria that I guess you need to be considering if you're an applicator looking to actually install one of these graphene enhanced coatings in the field. For sure, sure. I think that's something we've been also working very strongly on our product developments, how to really mm -hmm. understand the end user and see the benefit we can bring from them uh, come tomorrow our background also figured uh, out. So, I think the the to give you a few examples of what we already have commercially available. So so we there's a we launched a uh, a paint brand uh, last year in Brazil, uh, which basically the floor paint. So talking about this architectural mm -hmm. standard architectural floor paint, right, has graphene inside, and basically the benefit we have in in our playground has been basically the Gradal steel mills. So for the past yes over a year, we've been painting 16 steel plants in Brazil, right. So we talk about very I'd say aggressive environment. So you're talking about environments which has right uh, chemicals mm. and heat and, and a lot of movement so basically uh, imagine you, you you typically have this uh, right, uh, uh, an area of a lot of movement of uh, trucks and vehicles and people like the floor mm -hmm. of your factory uh, which has been which is scrubbed daily right so uh, yep. very abrasive environment uh, open to the air with rain and sun here in Brazil right basically what we saw this last year uh, over a year painting these these floors is basically with graphene uh, we usually will have to paint the floor every three times a year, right? Okay. And basically now uh, the paint lasts so much longer, it's much more mm -hmm. durable that you have to paint it twice. Mm -hmm. On top of that, right, we typically would have uh, three, let's say, coatings, coats of paint, right? We apply the paint three times on the floor to make it, uh, say, adhere correctly and have the right aesthetics we'd like. With graphene, we only have to apply twice, two coatings, right? Mm -hmm. So basically you have a third uh, uh, less application, right, in terms of material with lasting have to pay twice a year instead of three times so back to your question if i'm an applicator basically the the downtime or the amount of labor i have to use to apply that paint route is substantially reduced right so if you talk about a factory uh, the biggest cost in, in painting your floor or your factory is not the paint itself is the time you have to have the factory idle uh, to actually paint the floor right so if i have to do this one one time less during the year and the job is much quicker because i'm applying a third less material uh, the savings or the, the productivity is huge, right? Uh, of yeah, course, yeah, you're, yeah. Also, you're using less paint, which is very nice, right? And it's also more sustainable, but on top of that, I mean, the whole application process is much simpler, right? Uh, we've been also selling this paint now to, to large construction uh, companies in Brazil for, for uh, buildings, right? Commercial buildings, residential buildings, and also for, say, doing the maintenance of those. And we see the same benefits, right? So I think for the applicator, it's a huge benefit. Uh, yeah. We are also now uh, launching second half uh, solvent-based heavy maintenance, light maintenance products, and basically what we're going to bring to market are products that have a much better resistance uh, to corrosion, right? So again, mm -hmm. uh, benefit there is you can have also a product that lasts longer, requires less maintenance, less in intervention on the product. So I think there there are 
some very interesting uh, functionality performance gains, but from the applicator side, I think the main, main benefit is really yeah. having a much more efficient process, uh, graphene a much more efficient process in terms of the application of these yeah. chains. In terms of building out the market, I'm sure it goes back to the education component. When we're yeah. talking to customers or contractors, it's not just about the upfront cost. It's also when we look at the overall cost equation, how if you reduce the amount of labor that goes into, exactly. you know, not just a given project, but protecting an asset over the long haul and how often you have to do it, then that's part of the cost equation. And getting people to understand that is part of that education mission that you talked about earlier. I think when we look to the future, and clearly education is a big part of it. You laid that out very well in terms of how you develop the market moving forward and try to make this more economically scalable to where this can work at the level that clearly you all, like Al Graphene, hope and believe that it can. Are there any key benchmarks or inflection points that you're looking at over the next few years as far as, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to say a turning point because clearly there's momentum already, but is there anything to watch for in terms of, I, I guess, a key development on the horizon that might accelerate things for graphene enhanced materials and obviously the coatings market because that's what we cover, yeah. but beyond as well? I think so. The, 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 again, the first, I think, key is a milestones of benchmarks are really seeing uh commercial uh increase of commercial use right so mm -hmm. i think it, uh today we we have for example uh, two brands in brazil ready with these coatings you probably have a third and fourth coming up soon so it's, it's how do we see more and more uh, increasing market share of products with graphene because i think that really helps yep. people uh understand that graphene inside products have a benefit right so i think uh, uh, we talk about the educational side it is, it is a challenge to explain the product itself but it's also sometimes a challenge to tell people that you can use uh, say 30 percent less material and less 30 percent more uh, these concepts mm -hmm. are kind of we're just one element of of, of uh, different additives so it's, it's it really seeing is believing so as we see more and more products uh with from different platforms or different companies going to the market uh this i think really helps to to make people really understand the value and, and increase that's like a big milestone i mm -hmm. think the other one is as we start seeing say more and more uh, say products being designed or honed, formulas being designed or honed for graphene. Mm. So today I think there's a push from the industry, the graphene industry, to try to help the end markets apply these additives to their market. I think once we start seeing companies really designing products based on graphene properties, I think that's another important hurdle we'll see of really increasing the value of graphene and the speed of graphene to the market. And I think once that happens, another important milestone is seeing really the overall uh, volume, the number of companies or the volume of graphene mm -hmm. being produced called the increase. I think that really uh, is important. As I said today, uh, you have several companies, but a smaller volume, so that kind of uh, mm -hmm. people are still a bit, uh, say, uh, they're still waiting for the, the movement to happen. Once you start seeing large gotcha. companies getting volume, I think that really adds the credibility of the, the component in the market, right? So We're winding down now with Alex Correa, CEO of Gerdau Graphene. As far as everything that's on the horizon for you all, I know you're a busy company, but just give us a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. Is there any particular project or technology or perhaps a couple of them that are huge points of emphasis for you guys over the remainder of 2023 and I guess looking to 2024? So again, we, we are looking at different say, end markets. So coatings for sure is one. And I think we spoke a lot about that. So I think mm -hmm. our, our next key development this year, next year is entering to 
industrial paints, really uh, protective paints, right? Having less and less, more, more water-based, yep. less and less heavy materials. So how do we increase performance? I think it's one of the key elements of bringing products to the market. But other than coatings, we're also looking, I think, very strongly into uh, plastics and, and uh, say, mm -hmm. construction materials like concrete. With plastics, we already have uh, some very interesting results in Brazil. So we've been able to, with, with producing master batches with graphene, so again, additives in a way, so master batches with graphene. And with, as I told you earlier, with half percent of, uh, of graphene or, or mm -hmm. uh, half to one percent of the master batch itself, we're able to use 30 percent of the plastic uh, in the packaging, right? So mm -hmm. uh, we've just, uh, for example, our company makes the construction nails and basically, as you can imagine, uh, it's on a, on a film pack and the nail itself is, is a challenge of really puncturing or making holes in, in, in the packaging, right? We've been able to, to down gauge that packaging by 30 percent in the volume of plastic and thickness of the film. At the same time, yep. reducing the, the overall loss in packaging by, by in 40%. So mm. basically, it got stronger. Uh, it's more robust packaging with much less plastic, right? So and on top of that, there's an 8% gain in the productivity of the uh, film manufacturer because of the thermal stability of graphene. He's been able to produce films quicker. Uh, we've seen the same effect in stretch film and other film materials also in Brazil. So uh, I think this year, next year, we'll probably see a huge increase, at least in Brazil, but also in other markets of really... Uh, film packaging really with uh, third, 20%, third less materials of higher performance, which is a huge increase. And then our next step is start, starting to look at different resins. So talking about uh, PPE and, and other materials, uh, master batches with, with graphene, right? Mm. And I think, and then finally on the construction market, as I, we spoke earlier, I think one of the huge uh, improvements we're seeing is we we're, we have now a, a water-based also uh, additive for concrete. Uh, which are putting the market second half of this year, so a couple of weeks, which basically with uh, a small quantity, again, you can reduce uh, a third of the cement in terms of the water uh, on on the, the concrete. So that, that's a huge improvement. You're talking about a lightweight, very lightweight structure. I uh, talk about reducing the CO2 emissions mm -hmm. uh, of overall coming from cement by reducing the overall value it has there. So I think it's, it's also a very interesting project we have, we're putting on the market. Uh, and I think they'll also, I think these are very large industries, which very interesting hurdles are bringing. So I think these are different tracks. They overall will bring mm -hmm. more volume, I think more usage of graphene to back to your previous question, help really uh, show the value of the material to the end customer and really yep. get the industry moving quicker. So I think those are I think, key benefits that we, we can expect and, and see the market in the next couple of months. Good stuff there from Alex Cohea, CEO of Godal Graphene. For anyone who wants to learn more about what you all are doing or potentially get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? I'm guessing it's the website, but just yeah, website, whatever you so, want to plug to yeah, our listeners. So, so social media, we're all present in Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, so our websites. But also, if you want some direct contact, you can always email us at info at gerdalgraphene.com, right? That's the quickest way. Yep. And that's G-E-R-D-A-U, correct? Correct. Cordell. Graphene.com. Excellent. All right. Well, this is where we will put a bow on things for today. For Alex, I'm Ben Dubose, news editor of the AMP Publications team. If you want more resources from us at an association level, you can go to amp.org. That's ampp.org. And for us at Codings for Magazine, you can go to codingspromag.com to read all sorts of industry news, technical articles, case studies, whatever you need as it pertains to the codings industry and everything from certainly the contractor and, and applicator perspective, but all the way down the chain as well. We want to be the voice of the contractor and beyond. And so if you want more from us at Codings Pro, again, codingspromag.com is where you can get that.
Again, for Alex, I'm Ben. Thanks as always for listening, and please come back soon for another new Coding Pro podcast.